Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, October 30th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, our statewide election focus continues today with a look at the top of the ticket. Republican Tate Reeves faces Democrat Jim Hood in less than a week. And after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, some good advice for keeping your kids safe this Halloween. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Statewide election is less than a week away, and polls reveal the race for governor is a tight one. Republican Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves and Democratic Attorney General Jim Hood face each other next Tuesday. This week, we've been hearing from candidates for statewide office in Mississippi. Today, it's the race to become the state's chief executive. We'll start with the Democrat Attorney General Jim Hood. He talked with MPB's Desiree Frazier about his priorities as governor. All economic indicators show that if you if a state spends money on early childhood education, it's the best bang for a, a state's buck on economic development. It takes it's an 18 year investment to start early. Uh, but, um, you know, that's one of the big things that I think we can do. We can do it in the first year. We should fully fund what's in place now. That's thirty three million dollars. I brought in more than that every year on drug cases where drug companies had overcharged us uh, to do 4K. Uh, and then we would step that up over three years and, and have it available for every child. And, you know, like three quarters of those who go to 4K, they pass the, the, the ready for kindergarten test. Right now, only 36 percent of those uh, in our state, those children that are four, uh, the entrance uh, test for uh, pre-K. So I, I say we do early childhood education. We've got to pay our teachers and get them up to the southeastern average. Uh, we have to fund our schools. They've they've lost about two billion dollars over the past you know decade or so of funding that they should have. 
another thing I think that we need to do to help on education and, and job um, uh, skills is to provide uh, those, like in my five counties, if, if a kid wants to go to Itawamba Community College and they can't get a grant or scholarship otherwise, they, they can go tuition free. It's just $1,450. It's not like Bernie, you know, starting with a four-year free ride. But it's just tuition, but that's huge for those trade skills. Uh, Northeast Community College copied us. A few counties in the state do that. Tennessee copied us, and they're doing it statewide. It's only $6 million. For any young person that can't get a grant or scholarship otherwise to go tuition free. And, you know, that's where they get exposed to technology, trade skills like welding and, and so many other uh, technologies. And that's the wave of the future in, in our state. You have come out with some things that you think would help. You mentioned uh, statewide pre-K. Mm -hmm. You want to fund uh, uh, teacher pay increases. What are a couple of other things you want to do? Well, I want to make sure we fund education and then... Uh, do the community college uh, track so that, that, that they can have free tuition going uh, to the, those um, who want to go get in for trade skills. You know, the, overall, though, the, the, the hope in the future for Mississippi, especially for two-lane road towns like I'm from, no manufacturing outfit's going to site on a two-lane road town you know, anymore. They're looking for a four-lane highway and a school nearby that the executives would want to send their children to. So two-lane road towns like I'm from, are, our hope is to, to, to uh, seize upon the technology wave, you know, the, the drone development, you know, for deliveries and all these things of the future. But part of that is, is broadband. We have to make broadband available out there for those little kids who may want to start up. You know, some kid within 10 miles of here has got an idea of some app they can make a million bucks off of. You know, I wouldn't know how to use it. They gave it to me. But, but you know. They don't have to have a huge manufacturing base for that. It's, it's, it, it doesn't require the infrastructure investment for a state. So we need to have incubators around the state to encourage those young people. It shows them how to get the capital to finance, you know, uh, uh, some type of technology venture uh, and the wherewithal as to how to do it. That will help. Uh, they can cite, you know, on, on, uh, in, in rural communities without having – uh, to have the manufacturing size base. So, you know, the, the, the broadband is a huge part of that. And on top of it all, though, you know, a lot of kids are going home now. They, they've got, they might have a MacBook or a portable device that they can take that is their book now. But, you know, a lot of them don't have uh, uh, broadband. I mean, I didn't until, I don't know, a couple, two or three years ago. You know, we had the satellite and uh, Internet, and it, it was horrible. You know, it didn't work. But, you know, they're, they're, that is something we really got to step up. Uh, there are technologies that are using television waves. Now, I mean, they, they can go to a rabbit ears, you know. And so th that we will break that logjam on, on um, broadband. But that's a huge part of our education process. And kids aren't going to live in an, a place where they can't download Netflix. Let's go back for a minute. Teacher pay, fully funding education, how are you going to pay for it? Well, that's what well, the first thing we're going to have to do is try to stop the bleeding, stop all these tax giveaways that Tate Reeves has given out in exchange for campaign contributions. Are you talking about savings? Um, in terms of revoking some of those tax cuts? I want to make sure that we look at, 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 at see if there's a will in the legislature to offset some of those taxes. Some of them are phased in over 10 years. Maybe we stop it, uh, the phase in. I mean, they have given away literally $768 million a year. That's three-quarters of a billion. Our general fund budget is $6 billion. 
So, so, I mean, look at that. You know, I mean, that's that's a huge. That's why we don't have money for roads and bridges. I mean, I don't remember in my lifetime with this many roads and bridges issues back in the 60s and 70s. So do you anticipate a tax increase? Well, what I anticipate is first looking at, at, at the giveaways, the tax giveaways. And secondly, because the, the, they gave away our tax money. Uh, you know, take, for example, the franchise tax. It's phased in over 10 years. Um, they, that's $278 million of the $418 million. That was the second tax cut. The first one was three hundred fifty. Uh, but $278 million of the $418 million a year went to uh, uh, that, that 78% of that went to large out-of-state corporations, not Mississippi businesses, not Main Street businesses, 78%. You know, well, we know that's a fact because if you look back to see who was paying the franchise tax before this giveaway went into effect, it, 78% of it was paid by large out-of-state corporations. So that's $210 million just boom right there going out-of-state that we need to look back and, and – and, um, See if we can roll those back. The second part of the savings that we need to look into are these contracts that have been entered into. Uh, the legislature, some of the time, will say you got to hire such and such company because they're giving campaign contributions. I mean, look at the prison scandal. All that was set up originally for because of campaign contributions given by those private prison outfits. Uh, you know, managed care uh, takes two hundred forty million dollars a year out of our Medicaid program. We know we need to look at that to see if they're actually saving $240 million a year. So do you see a tax increase at all to well, get where you want to go? I, I prefer that we not because people don't, nobody wants a tax increase, you know? And so I prefer that we not. I want to look at where we stop the bleeding first. That's what people expect us to do. Stop the waste. The legislature, uh, are, like they've given out $45 million worth of contracts on education groups. Uh, that provides services to the to the Department of Education. The Department of Education has no say in it. It'll name the company. It's getting around our bidding laws. One of them was an outfit out of Memphis where we gave three million dollar contract to put posters in the schools. And of course, they gave campaign contributions to those legislative leaders. So I say that we we should go into all those contracts, see which ones that that were entered into just for campaign contributions. Some may be legit, some may help us, but we've got to make sure we go in and do the savings first. What other issues will you focus on as governor? Roads and bridges. I mean, that is, uh, that's 8,000 jobs. When working people start swinging hammers, that's how you boost the economy. Expansion of health care, that's a billion dollars a year. Uh, to a state, that's that's um, about 10,000 working people. Uh, those are the best-paying jobs in my communities, like where I'm from, is in a medical clinic. And, you know, if you don't care from the heart about the 300,000 working people, and those are working people uh, that we're talking about, um, if you don't care from the heart about them, you ought to care about the economics. And, and it has been a boon in many states. It would create over $100 million in just additional revenues that it would increase as it goes through the economy, would have better, better health care, uh, you so know, you're talking about expanding Medicaid. Uh, that's that, that's that's where we would get the billion dollars a year. We would do it like uh, other states who have recently expanded, and it wouldn't cost the taxpayers any money. You know, you see some of these minions running around saying, "Oh, we can't afford it." Well, those fo- those states have expanded. They they got the hospitals put a fee on the beds, and 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 it doesn't come out of the general fund, and and uh, the hospitals get that money back.
Attorney General Jim Hood, the Democratic candidate for governor. MPB News has made numerous requests to interview Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves over the course of the primary and general election campaigns. Reeves' campaign has not answered those requests. Several weeks ago, the Lieutenant Governor did appear in two debates with Jim Hood. During the debate at WCBI in Columbus, Reeves talked about his plan for a teacher pay raise. I think it's critically important. K-12 through education is, is very important to the future of our state because they're educating the, the workforce of tomorrow. Uh, we've made tremendous progress when it comes to public education in Mississippi, and I commend our administrators, our teachers, I commend uh, our parents, and most importantly, I commend the kids across Mississippi. When you look at the fact that uh, our high school graduation rates were at 73% eight years ago, they're at 84% today. You look at fourth grade reading and fourth grade math, eighth grade reading and eighth grade math, and we're seeing tremendous progress. In fact, in fourth grade reading, we actually have... Um, we are outperforming 48 other states in 10-year gains in fourth grade reading, and our teachers are doing great work. We've increased teacher pay in three of the last five years. Uh, we've increased it by $4,000 per year, but that's not enough. We don't pay our teachers what they're worth. Uh, we probably will never pay them exactly what they're worth, but I will tell you this. I have a plan to continue to increase uh, teacher pay. I announced it uh, along with a number of Gulfport school teachers uh, last week. And that plan includes $4,300 over the next four years, 1500 in year one, 1000 in year two and year three, and an $800 uh, increase in year four. That 4300 will get us to the SRAB average within two years and gets us to the, the average of the southeastern states uh, within four years. Lieutenant Governor Reeves says Mississippi schools are headed in the right direction, including the program that oversees failing school districts. Uh, in 2016, 64 per, excuse me, 62 percent of Mississippi schools were rated A, B, or C. In the uh, accountability model that came out just last week, that had risen from 62 percent to 74 percent of Mississippi schools were rated A, B, or C. So we actually another way to look at that is we reduced the number of D or F rated schools in Mississippi by almost a third. Now, we definitely have more work to do. We have significantly more work to do, and, and I think we've got to continue down that path. I will tell you, when you talk about the, the schools that have been taken over by the state, I think it's fair to say that the uh, model that has been used in Mississippi for many years with the state coming in and, and taking over uh, has not worked um, because what ends up happening is even if the state takes over and even if they start improving, eventually it's given back and, and things have uh, gone uh, negatively. And so I will tell you uh, that the Achievement School District, which was legislation that we passed, uh, is another step in the right direction to ensure that every kid... And look, I'll tell you, I have, I have a fundamental belief when it comes to public education, and that is this. It should not matter what your mom and dad do for a living, nor should it matter what your zip code is. Every kid in our state deserves an opportunity for success. And so every education policy that we enact, that's the fundamental view uh, of how we try to get uh, even better results in the classroom. We're making real progress. we got more work to do. Another issue in the race for governor is health care. In fact, Tate Reeves is the only candidate for governor from either party who did not support some version of expanding Medicaid to cover the working poor. He explains during the WCBI debate. One of the things that, that we have to continue to work on is both affordability and accessibility of care. Uh, now, I am opposed to Obamacare expansion in Mississippi, uh, but I do have a plan to deal uh, with both affordability and accessibility of rural health care. Uh, number one, we've got to have more medical professionals. We need more doctors. We need more nurses. We need more nurse practitioners. We need more professionals. That's the reason we invested $68 million in a new medical school on the campus of UMC. The reality is we've gone from 100 
in a class, in a medical school class, to 150 in a medical school class in Mississippi. That means more doctors. We also have invested $28 million on rural physician scholarship program in the last eight years. I've proposed in my plan that we double the number of rural physician scholarships in our state. Again, getting primary care physicians out into rural areas. But in addition to that, uh, we also need more medical residencies in Mississippi in places not named Jackson. We need more medical residencies in Columbus, in Tupelo, in Corinth, and throughout our state because doctors tend to locate not near where they do their four years of medical school, but near where they do their medical residencies. Uh, we also need significantly more investments in telehealth. Mississippi is a leader in telehealth uh, nationally, but we need to invest even, even more. I've toured numerous uh, ERs throughout our state, and telehealth is really critically important to stabilizing individuals and getting them to where there may be a specialist if they're having a stroke or a heart attack or something along those lines. I have a plan to deal with affordability and accessibility of rural health, and, and I look forward to implementing it once elected governor. Republican Tate Reeves and Democrat Jim Hood face each other in next Tuesday's election. Tune in tomorrow when we'll talk about the race for state treasurer and catch up on all of our conversations with statewide candidates by subscribing to our podcast. Just look for Mississippi Edition in your favorite app. And don't forget, we'll have more coverage of the election from an education perspective this week on MPB's At Issue. It's Friday night at 730 on MPB TV. Coming up... Some good advice for keeping your kids safe this Halloween. That's after a Southern Remedy Health Minute. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. Turmeric is a spice that uh, a lot of people take for a number of reasons, and uh, it's been touted to uh, cure lots of different things from chronic pain to uh, help with diabetes. Not a whole lot of evidence there, but a lot of people do use that. Uh, I thought it was interesting, just running through the news, did see an article about uh, turmeric out of Bangladesh. And if you know, like turmeric is a pretty bright uh, yellowish-orange color. And unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of distributors from Bangladesh are putting lead chromate, which is uh, certainly can enhance that color. The problem is it has lead in it, and lead is uh, certainly poisonous, uh, so it's a neurotoxin and uh, can cause just a lot of problems. So you can get lead poisoning from that, so you do want to watch out. Again, a lot of things that you take over the counter or uh, that are supplements can be pretty bad for you, depending on what's in it. If you're taking something like that and you do have side effects, you want to make sure that your doctor is aware of that. It's always a good idea, you know, if your doctor asks you what medications you're taking and they don't explicitly ask for any supplements, make sure that you um, uh, are giving those supplements to them so that they'll sort of know what's going on because a lot of things that can affect you. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi is our mission.
This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Safety officials want to make sure this year's trick-or-treating is scary and fun, not scary and dangerous. Research shows a child is more likely to be hit by a car on Halloween than any other day of the year. Jim Howard with AMR Ambulance Services joins us with some Halloween safety tips. It's absolutely critical that the kids can see and be seen. Don't let the child wear any of those wild masks. Um, you might remember those from when we were children. Yeah, yeah, uh, they absolutely. were uncomfortable, hard to breathe through. The little rubber band was going to amputate your ears. Yeah. Well, and even now they have the big things you put over your head. Precisely. I mean, yeah. You're blocked from everything left and right. Yeah, yeah. You can't hear, can't see. Uh, so uh, make sure the child can see well. Uh, stay away from hats and beards and uh, anything else that can fall down in front of the, the child's eyes. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, make sure that the child is easy to spot. Um, now, we strongly recommend you plan your Halloween outing, the trick-or-treating, uh, before sunset. To finish it by sunset, that's an awful lot safer uh, than being out at night, uh, obvious thing to say. Uh, But ways to make the children stand out in the headlights uh, of the cars and uh, other folks out on the street with you, uh, yeah, stripe the costume, particularly if it's a dark costume with reflective tape. You can pick that up in any big box store. Uh, That would include striping, say, the heels of the shoes uh, because those are moving uh, and around the cuffs uh, of any costume and across the back and the front, actually make an X. You know, it's not a bad idea uh, to get a child one of those safety vests that you see construction workers and first responders mm-hmm. wear. You know what I hate to see, and I see it every year, are kids that are wearing, you know, they're wearing long skirts or the guys are wearing right. vampire capes, mm-hmm. and then they're running. And I think that can, they can get caught up so easily with those long costumes on. Exactly right. And and the the sometimes with princess outfits, for example, mom might let the daughter wear some of her high heel shoes. Now, if those high heels don't fit well, that's a no-no because mm-hmm. that's probably a guaranteed slip and fall somewhere. Uh, make sure the kids uh, carry flashlights. We recommend that you keep at least one hand free. Um, for example, you can take uh, your uh, goodie bag where you collect the candy and you could drape it over one shoulder and have it hang down on the side that frees up the hand that would be carrying the bag. Uh, and then if you're going to carry anything at all, uh, make it a flashlight or a glow stick. Uh, there are also those little glow rings that go around the, the kids' necks, for example. Um, it's crucial, it, kind of common sense sort of uh, mm-hmm. items that kids have to be seen and be able to what see What about themselves. on this list that, that you've nicely given us? Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about flame retardant costumes. Absolutely. Uh, virtually all costumes sold retail are going to be flame retarded, but always check the label. Obviously, you want to stay on a sidewalk, but what what direction should you be going on the sidewalk? Well, we recommend, and it's expected, uh, that you walk facing the traffic. Now, a lot of locations don't have sidewalks, so if you have to walk in the street, you're facing the traffic. You're more likely to to uh, the drivers more likely to see you, and you see them. Uh, make sure that you stay uh, on the driveways and on the walkways 
up to a door, uh, and don't jump over any ditches. Don't run. That's one of the foremost rules. You know, review. I know, but it's so hard to keep a kid from right. running. They're excited. <laughs> so excited, yeah. Just review the safety rules before you start your trip out and remind the kids of those safety rules as you go along. Um, the kids are, are just, as you say, they're just so excited. So you've approached a door. You've knocked on it. Someone comes to the door. Never, ever go in the home of someone with whom you're not very well familiar, someone whom you trust. Uh, and then when you get back home and you have all those treats, um, nobody touches anything. Nobody puts anything in their mouths. And you have to remember the little kids are going to reach in and grab things all the time and put them in their, in their mouths. Um, make sure the adults check out all the treats before anybody eats a thing. Um, an alternative uh, to trick-or-treating, of course, is, is to go to a well-run haunted house or a Halloween party at home. Um, a couple of other items uh, that we like to mention. Uh, make sure uh, when you're checking out the, the goodies um, that uh, you, you look for anything that may have an allergen in it for your kids, that your kids may be allergic to peanuts being mm-hmm. an obvious mm-hmm. one, uh, and uh, keep that away from them because, hey, you know, it's awfully tempting to go after those goodies. Um, and as I said earlier, when you approach the, the homes, you approach the houses only with the lights on. That's kind of a... Uh, given code, you will, if you will, that uh, you know the lights on are a code that we're open and willing to participate in well, trick or treat. Words to the wise: be vigilant before, during, and after. Jim Pollard is with AMR, and thanks so much for the good tips, Jim. Boo to you too, and stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.